So I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And we are More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Yeah, it's that... hard to get the words out like through the mask. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tripping over myself. Like when there's one mic and when we're making eye contact with each other, it's, it's hard. It's intense. <laughs> like we've known each other for so long and it's still like weird to make prolonged eye contact. <laughs> but it's fine. The more I talk about it, the worse it gets. Um, so this is, if you didn't know already, an aesthetics podcast. Although this is season, this is episode two of season four, there's a chance this could be your first episode. If so, welcome. But like, I doubt it at this point. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, we talk about fashion. We talk about movies. Everything that kind of goes into an aesthetic mm-hmm. music is really important. Um, and then, as you might know, we have like a little subsection of our podcast called PCAs, our pop culture aesthetics. So we choose either a a movie, an album, maybe a book. We haven't yeah, done we a haven't book entered. yet. We've exclusively done I'm like. I'm scared of books. I know. Well, that would take like a lot of time. Yeah. Um, we've only done albums and movies so far, but basically we choose one that we really like and we want to just talk about the aesthetics and um, everything that goes into it. So this week we are talking about Sigur Ross's talk. Yeah, which means thanks in Icelandic. Um, it's their 2005, their fourth studio album, um, and it's just, like, a big bundle of emotions, a lot of joy, a lot of, like, extreme <laughs> emotion, like, deep emotion mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to pinpoint. I wouldn't but... call it angst, it's, like, something... It's, like, like more Icelandic than angst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people in Iceland actually feel angst. Um, I think it's a more, like, sophisticated angst. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so... Do you have any, like, background with this album at all? Not at all, which I feel is really weird because I'm surprised they haven't, like, come on my radar at all during yeah. my life. Like Me too, actually. I've definitely, like, I've heard, like, maybe, like, a few of their songs, like, in my life, but, like, I didn't connect it to them. Maybe I, I have, I know the name, it, like, looks familiar to me, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think I've ever been, like, properly introduced to their music which is so surprising. Like, it's, they're so popular. Like, I, I don't know why it, like, slipped yeah. over my head. Like, not only are they popular, though, like, our close friend, Odea, shout out to Odea Rosamond, um, is also a big fan. And, like, I am, too. So it's funny that, like, you've been friends with both of us for so long and it just, like, hadn't right. hit you. How did that happen? That just totally bypassed me. But here I am. Now a fan, so now a fan. Now oh, a fan. amazing! So yeah, that was like my first experience, like listening to an album in full by them. A very like climactic and dynamic, dynamic, yeah. it experience. Like goes through a lot of stuff. I think it's really interesting because the album, and this is like all Sigur Ross albums too. I think my nose is a little stuffy, so sorry I sound like a toddler. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think um. This happens with Sigurasa's music in general. That um, every song, it's like it's it's connected to the song before and after, but it also is like its own story. Like every song has like a full emotional mm-hmm. arc, and that's like it's just crazy. Like that's a it's so I, much they, that they put into it. I agree with that. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of songs that have like a one tone that they're trying to deliver, but there's definitely like a beginning, middle, and end to the, to a lot of their songs. I mean, especially the fact that some of them go over like seven minutes yeah. long, like they're they're ten minutes long. Some of them, so like you do get like a full experience. I'm pretty sure somewhere in their discography they have like a fourteen minute song. So like, yeah. Well, I was just, like, kind of, like, looking through their albums, and they have, like, one, I don't know, like, they have one album with, like, a hundred songs on, I don't really know. That, that, it's a lot of, actually, it's a lot of short songs. Okay. That, I know which album you're talking about, um, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but I know, I think I know which one you mean. But, yeah, they definitely play around with, like, they're in no means, uh, a pop band, so they kind of play around with, like, Album structure. structure, yeah, musical structure, yeah, structure. Yeah, definitely not like a super accessible band, I would say, which is probably why they didn't come on our radar. Like mm. immediately, I don't think you know they're you're not someone you're gonna like really hear on the radio ever. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that would not some crack top like, forty radio. <laughs> some of their more popular things they sometimes do. 
Um, I mean, they had like a lot of pretty like good amount of streams on Spotify, so they have a dedicated um, definitely, listener yeah. base. Maybe I don't know what album you're talking about. I think it's called Root One. 2016. Yeah. Uh, 370 songs. Yeah. And 24 hours. So I think that actually came out after I had like a big obsession with them. But that that's the 24 hour version. There's a <laughs> root one that's eight songs and 40 minutes long. Okay, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think the 24-hour version is just if you want to have a really good study set. Um, I appreciate are. that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gives me, like, sometimes, like, the Spotify, like, study playlist. They were way too emotional. It's, like, a little bit too emotional where it's, like, you couldn't really just be studying. Like, you would have to, like, sit and, like, um, yeah. think about your life for yeah. a few moments yeah, and, like, like consider, be very introspective. Consider existence entirely. Um, I think that's, like, you know how there's that joke about Iceland where, like, they get so few hours of sunlight sometimes that it's just, like, everyone's depressed? I feel like this figure off sometimes, like, really captures right. that essence of, like, what it's like to live in a part of the world like that. Yeah. You know, it's so surrounded by nature. Like, like nature is such a big part of it, their everyday life. You know? True. I was, like, reading a little bit about, like, Iceland and, and like, how they have, like, a lot of music acts that like come like huge music acts that come out like Bjork, Ross, yeah. I mean even like um of Monsters and Men. They oh. had like a, a moment in like twenty twelve or something. Yeah. Um and a lot of it is just like this um like reaction to the ambience and like the like dramatic and dynamic landscape. Yeah. Um I love Iceland. I You've actually went, been. Yeah, I went like two years ago, and it was like probably my favorite place I've ever been. Honestly, oh. just so like. So you do have yeah. like, a connection to the album, even though you don't. True. Yeah, yeah. and I think like listening to them, like yeah, like I can see like why like they're from Iceland. Like yeah. I can see how it connects like the sound because it's so, um, it's so beautiful and and magical too. There's like definitely like a fantastical element yep. to it as well. Um, yes. So, Figure Us has been a part of my life for a very long time. Um, I think it's hard to say exactly when I, like, really discovered them. I think I, I knew who they were for a long time, and then I had, like, a really big Figure Us phase when I was about 16. That's when it, like, really took off in my life, but, um, I think even before that, actually. And, but, like, I first really discovered them when I was, like, a kid, because one of my favorite childhood movies and a movie that I still watch to this day, like, love is Penelope. Um, it's, like, a 2006 movie with Christina Ricci and James McAvoy, and she's got, like, a pig nose. It's amazing. It's a gem of a film. Totally underrated, too. Um, and I think if you have, like, no idea what I'm talking about, please look it up right now, because it's just, like, I love that movie. But anyways... Um, so then I finally got into them, and Talk was the first album that I really got into. Like, I had a phase where I listened to, the, like, every single song on this album a million times every day of my life for, like, a year, you know, like, for whatever period of time, and then, like, I started listening to their other albums, too, um, and, like, I have, like, my favorites, you know, like you said, it's, like, not super accessible, so I even know I'm a fan of them. And there are, like, some albums that I, like, only, like, really know a few songs on. Because it's, like, the other... The rest of them are, like, not something I want to listen to all the time. Yeah, it's not something you can, like, play on repeat. Like, hey, is this a good song? Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes it's, like, you have to be in the right headspace. But, yeah, so talk just, like, means the world to me. I love it. And I also love, like, the album art is so evocative for some reason. I was looking at the album art. I'm, like, I was trying to figure out. I think it definitely looks like a print. Something they use, like, ink and a print. Um, to make it, uh, it's very, like, kind of rustic looking, mm. but it definitely goes with the sound of the album. It does. I'm, like, I was trying to figure out if there was, like, any information behind it, but I couldn't find anything, but, um, so it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, did I emphasize enough how much this <laughs> album means to me? Oh. No, do it again. <laughs> do it again? No, yeah, but I've used... 
their music for my movies before. Um, and I used, uh, I've used Skye West, um, which is one of the songs in the album, and for, like, one of the first movies I ever made, like, when I was Aww. 16, yeah, so it, like, not only did it, like, completely inspire that film, but, like, mm-hmm. I got to use it as the soundtrack, and my teacher at the time, who was my teacher last year, too, like, randomly... That's just the way life works. Um, was like, is this Sigur Ross? When I like used it in my movie, and I was like, yeah. Um, so that was a funny like memory, but also just like a good like a connection. Mm-hmm. That I, like, That's cute. Yeah. Okay, do you want to like talk about the album? Yes, the album. So it was very like I didn't really know what to expect when I was first listening to it, but the beginning I always like love a good intro like something yes. that's like very kind of it doesn't like tell you this whole story but it like it's kind of like quiet it little, definitely like, does that, yeah, yeah and kind of just like feeds you little like tidbits of like what's gonna come mm-hmm. next so the intro is really cute it's the shortest one i think it the is shortest. It's, it's only like 40 seconds or something yeah too. which is like all you need to like set up the the whole album this album also might be one of their most dynamic albums like all of their albums are pretty dynamic but this one might like outdo everything else too i don't know it's also my favorite one so i'm biased (laughs) um i just looked up a few things about the album so i want to go over those first and then we like we'll go track by track yeah so track by track okay so anyways going back to like some stuff um Something interesting that Sigurós does in all of their albums, but does in this one too, is they do a mix of Icelandic and Hoplandic. I don't know if you read anything about Hoplandic. Yes. So Hoplandic is literally something that Janzi, my king, um, <laughs> the like lead singer of Sigurós, um, invented, and it's gibberish using like Icelandic like inflections. It's basically right. like gibberish in Icelandic. Yeah, um, I mean because gibberish isn't is. Isn't it is exclusive to like every single language? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no universal gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Because when you make it like English gibberish, you're like right. making it sound like English, but also well, gibberish. yeah, the sounds you use yeah. in each language are different, so it's gonna be a different kind of gibberish. Exactly. But he like basically invented like this this gibberish language, but he like has a pattern to it, so he's not just going like blah, 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 like all the time. He's like literally like choosing when to use what gibberish word which i think is so interesting it's so interesting because it's like yeah because i mean there is still intention behind it even though i think when you hear gibberish it it's like it sounds like it's oh like they just want to fill a space but Mm. no it it does feel intentional yeah and it's kind of interesting as like an english speaking person who doesn't understand icelandic does not understand hope hopelandic hopelandic it's just like you're not even registering like when he's actually saying something coherent and when he's yeah. not so it's just like you're not paying attention to the lyrics at all you're just like experiencing it all at once yeah for sure it's also like um like scat singing like in jazz mm-hmm. where people like do the little like i'm not gonna do it but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that like so that's like a thing that exists in in like jazz yeah. so it's just like so maybe it is improvised a little bit yeah um, maybe i would be interesting I, I didn't look into that but i wonder if he I? does like improvise on I the bet mic. He does. He's yeah, he I'm sure. Everything. I'm sure he like goes off. Although, that. just want to shout out that Yanzi is an LGBTQ icon. We like love that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I think he pretty much since he's been like since Stigiras has been big, he's been openly gay, and it's just like wow. yeah, which is like that was in 2005. So that's just kind of like a really yeah. cool thing. That is really cool. Yeah. A gay icon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his voice is incredible, though. I know. He literally... I don't, like... He just sings that, and it's just beautiful. And it... He also, like... In Something I wanted to pick up, like, talk about in general is that this album, but also especially Sigurasa's earlier stuff, has, like, a... But I think this album in particular has, like, a childlike quality to it. Mm. Um, it, like, always... I think part of it is because of Poppy Polo, like... Oh, like me always knowing that song but it like always kind of reminds me of like my childhood and like lullaby-esque mm. music you know every song is like very sweet and like yeah. even if it goes dark places like it has this like sweet melody so like to me it's very like childish i think there's also you know, like an innocence and kind of childlike, like purity yeah. to it like childlike and 
I agree. Like there are like some darker moments, but it generally like is a pretty like upbeat and, and hopeful yeah. sounding album. And I think that brings some truth to childhood too. Like everyone talks about childhood as like this like brief beautiful moment in your life, but it has its darker moments too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like it kind of represents that in an uh, accurate way. Almost. Right. And even just the little, like, bells and, like, twinkling sounds. Mm-hmm. So very, like, sweet and innocent. Yeah. And then I think, like, the... All the marching beats that they use. You know how, like, the drums are very constant sometimes? Yeah. It's, like, that's, like... Monotonous. You know, kids are running everywhere. You know, it, like, has a very uh, adventurous, like, yeah. feel to it. Well, like, we'll talk about the music videos in a bit. But, like, mm-hmm. that's even reflected in, in like, the, the visuals yeah. they use. Like, little kids. Yeah. The <laughs> motifs through, like, all the videos. Um, so back to Hopelandic real quick. Anvari, Gong, and Milano are all like completely in Hopelandic. Really? Yeah. None of them have any real words. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny because when I listened to Gong, I thought I was like, am I hearing English? Like, because I for a second I thought I was I was hearing some English words. But oh really? I'm sure. I guess it was like a a jumble of sounds. Or I was like, I don't. I can't even speak Icelandic, so I don't no, know how to pick up on that. But that's funny. So funny because like. I when like I would listen to it like I can quote unquote sing along with some of these songs, but it's because I just chose random English words smushed together that sounded like what he was singing and like right. said that you know, um. So it's funny because like yeah I get that because also I think Icelandic is you know, quite like closer to Germanic than like some other mm-hmm. like like than French is or like you know. Right. So, like, I think there's some overlap in, like, the way we say in the Yeah, I think in, not even, yeah, I think particularly, like, yeah, like, the sound and the, like, accent is, like, way more similar to, like, English speaking. So, I think, like, maybe ne- not necessarily English speakers, it would be easier for them to learn Icelandic, but it would be easier to them for them to pronounce it yeah. than say, like, yeah. French. Exactly. Or, like, Spanish. Yeah. You know, where, like, you have these really different accents. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and... Shout out, Milano was written with a group called Amina, and Amina is also, like, they're along the same lines. Um, They're also very, like, grassroots, like, they just, like, throw together instruments and, like, do stuff. Like, I know they have one album that they made by basically spending, like, a year in a lighthouse. They were like, let's make an album in a lighthouse for a year. Um, So that's, like, yeah. They're They're all female. Yes. All female. All female. Um, Another... Cool thing in general about the album is it has a lot of changing time signatures. I read about that. Yeah. I'm not like totally familiar with all the technical stuff behind that, but yeah. I have like a music background, so I was reading it. And I was like, oh my god, of course. <laughs> like, of course, it's this crazy. But something interesting to consider is Anvari, its melody repeats every 27 beats. So, like, your standard pop song, your standard, even like classical music, like, a lot of it, a majority of it, everything you played in band in high school or orchestra in high school was probably 4-4 four, four time, right? That's four beats mm-hmm. per measure, so everything goes in four. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So if you have a melody that repeats every 27 beats, that doesn't come close to landing on, like, a multiple of four, you know? I mean, I got 28, but, like, still, like, it's going to be really tricky, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. But they also, like, met, like, mix up the time signatures within that 27 beat pattern interesting so like how does that like what does that manifest as like when you have something that's 27 beats like what, do you what mean? is that like so how does that appear in the song is like so versus then like the melodic line mm-hmm. will like return in like a motif structure on the 27th beat okay or on the 28th beat really right and then it's also like um so I think the time signatures were it was like four, 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 three, four, two, four. So it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. So like that's how you're counting. And you don't like you that probably makes more sense to me. Yeah, but, yeah. But if you've like never counted music, that might like just yeah. sound like I'm counting. But when like you have to deal with downbeats in music, it like makes more sense. Oh. Okay. Cool. Okay, so we back to talk. Right. So we're talking about talk, which is the opening track. Mm-hmm. It also means thanks. Yeah, it's a cute little title with like the three, yeah, three dots at the end, where it's like 
as like thanks yeah <laughs> thanks da, da, da. um and then the next song is <clears throat> glossoli glossoli yeah. i think this one was my favorite oh yeah yeah i don't know something about the beginning like the like the, all the textures in the beginning were very nice to listen to there was like a kind of like a ticking sound or a mm-hmm. clock little like twinkling bells in the beginning is kind of like gradually building up which a lot of their songs do it's like very like sweeping and you can feel Mm. like the drums start to get heavier and and just build up over time um i also read the a little bit of the lyrics of this one and they're about like they kind of talk about like waking up and then kind of going on a journey which i feel like very much correlates to the sound of like the the Marking, slow yeah. the slow like kind of build up where you're like waking up and then there's the, the twinkling of the bells like you're opening your eyes and it's very soft in the beginning like mm. it's like an early morning oh yeah and then like eventually it kind of gets to like where you're awake and you're up and going yeah. on the journey and there's like heavy guitar and drums and everything happening it gets mm. like very intense like by the end which yeah. i liked it's very interesting it, it is it that one is it has an interesting arc to it but it's also very like if i may quintessentially figuras um the way it like starts slow and sweet and then like really like takes you on a journey True. like tells you an entire three-act story you know um and then the ending is kind of if i remember right it's like a bit sad almost at the end right because it's like over it's like yeah, maybe like kind of bittersweet yeah, let me just hear the Maybe like going to sleep, so it's like starting anew. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely quiets down and and like, you know, yeah. Some, like you are going to sleep. Yeah. Something else interesting about it is that so the title glossary translates into glowing soul, but not soul like your soul inside, like the soul of your shoe. S O L E. So I I think that's cute, especially because it has that marching motif sound. Um. It's kind of like, you know, and your your feet take you on a journey. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, the glowing oh, soul, soul that like, yeah. takes you on a journey. That's very sweet. Um, and this one has a music video, right? Yes. And I watched the music video. Very cute. Um, love how it just like begins with the Icelandic scenery. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then um, starts with like a little boy and his drum. Which yeah. Is very, very cute little Icelandic boy. And then I know, he, all the kids look yeah, so Icelandic. I mean, so funny. I know we were all like dressed in like you know sweaters and yeah, like cute little knit um, accessories. Yeah. Uh, basically, they kind of just like gather all these Icelandic children and they're running uh-huh. up a cliff, and then, and then they, they jump into the water. Like, where do fly. they jump? Oh, they fly. Oh wait, I didn't see that part. Yeah, so they like fly off the cliff. I also love the little girl with like the wolf mask. Yeah, that's iconic. It's amazing, um, and yeah, this like there, it's all children, so it kind of brings you back to that. Like at the end of the song where everything is very like intense and they're just flying away on the cliff. Yeah. It's kind of like the flying away too is like the mysticism. You know how like another thing that like is a part of a joke about Iceland is that like they're you know, they like think elves are real or something. Not that everybody in Iceland thinks that, sorry to people in Iceland. But like that's well, there's like a lot of like a history of like folklore yeah. and like mysticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it makes sense. There's just there's so many crazy things happening in their landscape that it, like looks like magic. Yeah. So I can see why everyone thought that there was like yeah. magical beings because totally. it's a very intense place. And it's beautiful. And you can see that in the music video. Yeah. Like each of these music videos you can see like 
the landscape is really used in a particular way. Yeah. Especially this one. I think this one, like, has the most emphasis on landscape. Yeah. Okay. So cute. The number three. Oh, wait. Do we want to play Glossolies? Sure, yeah. That is your fave. Okay. True. We were talking about it. Number three. Three is Papi Pola. Papi Pola, which is the song I had heard before because it's yeah. very famous. And that song that like which is like a pinnacle of my childhood. Um, so, I love that the translation of the name yeah. means hopping in, on, puddles. in puddles. So cute. Right? And it kind of like totally makes sense too. Like I think it's funny because the next song is called With a Nosebleed but I think in the song hobby pola because i like looked up the lyrics before they do say like i got a nose yeah i wonder if that's like a phrase they use or something but um no i think i i mean secret ross is known for like having very just like lyrics that like are not deeply meaningful in a sense that like like it's not they're not like oh i have emotions you know and just kind of like different you know like I like uh, the few songs that I did re lyrics to. It was mostly like I wouldn't say there was a particular meaning to mm. it, but I think a lot of it was about very kind of simple moments mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, and if and exactly. with the background music, it feels like way more meaningful. intense. And yeah, meaningful. yeah, definitely. Um, this one's at the end of Penelope. It's in We Bought a Zoo. Which I'm like, why is it in that movie? But. Um, <laughs> It also, I think this one has, like, maybe the most structure, or or maybe not. I've just heard it so many times that right. it has, like, a lot of structure. But, um... It has logical structure to you because you I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also goes, like, it has a little more of, like, an ABA kind of structure. You know, mm-hmm. it, like, has, like, a, a verse, a chorus, a verse, a bridge, a chorus, you know. Yeah. Um, it's funny how, like, that time and time again will be, like, the formula yeah. Of what people like and listen to. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no matter it's what. It's also, this this song, just, like, its build-up is just, like, incredible. Like, I, this is, like, the format for how to, like, build up a song. It's just, like, beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, any other, anything else? Because I, like, will play. Let's play it. Okay. they go to like absolutely nothing like you're paying really close attention and they're like now we build up all of a sudden and it's like mm-hmm. so epic and like the layers of the strings oh, and the, yeah. the piano motif from the beginning is mm-hmm. all like in one so beautiful yeah i think that the is like super famous like if you haven't heard it this song like you've heard probably that piano yeah 
like the very beginning. I love how it starts with that because that's yeah. like an iconic little bit. It's also that swell at the beginning is like it makes my heart beat. I'm like, mm. like so like excited to like hear the song. Yeah, you know? I'm not like not even aware that it's like in a different language at all. Like right. I'm like never paying attention to that, which is like funny. I think because just so many layers that the, the voice doesn't mm. feel like it has more priority over the other yeah, background instruments. Whereas I feel like an other kind of song is like oh like you're you're very much paying attention to the vocals and like mm. the 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 maybe the meaning the meaning yeah. and and also just instrumentation is more background yeah. but this just all feels like it's this kind of like layered all together where you're not really paying attention to the words definitely and I think like it's also like something I love about music in other languages or just like something that's not so lyric heavy is that like you get to kind of like make it your own too when you listen to it and I've always loved that about the Giraffe you know that's why I think that's why they get used for movies too is because right. they're so their melodies are so pleasing yet it's like you get to invent the meaning of the song that's very true yeah I think it's just like a general emotion that is very like a universal kind of mm-hmm. thing okay so track number four is this pronunciation is hard, so bear with me. It's Med Blownazid. Um, or Blownazid. Med Blownazid. Um, which means with a nosebleed. Oh. Yeah, so that's the one where it's like kind of tied into Hoppy Polo because they do like mention getting a nosebleed after hopping in puddles and Hoppy Polo, right. which is funny. Um, this one's good. I don't have a lot to say about it. I think it's just like, you know, it's part of the album in the same way that it's like, you can listen to it on its own, but like the thing is when you listen to this album all together as one, it's like so much more of an experience than like doing each song. I agree. I think there is something really nice about hearing it all together. Yeah. It, it all like, it, it's very much connected. I don't think there's, uh, well, I do, I think I do like al- albums that have like different, like a change of tone hmm. too. Like I enjoy that, but I also enjoy an album that kind of has a very like, cohesive, continuous feeling that you just like put on and you are like, yeah, you know, become very like entranced by it. In the world. Yeah, yeah in the world. It was also it. one of the first albums I listened to that I was like, oh, I can't put this one on shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like listen to it all in the right order. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go. I think for the ones we're not going to play too, we can just keep going. Okay. So then track number five is Sia Lust. Um, which is I See a Train. <laughs> but I think it's great because it does fit this song. This song is also um, it's very much a two-part song. Um, it's it's one of the longer ones. I think this one is yeah. like seven minutes long. Not 100% sure. Um, yeah, eight, It's almost nine minutes long. Yeah. I love the, the bell interlude yeah. part where it kind of just, I mean, because that's when we start talking about like how there's a full kind of beginning and end to their music is like they do have like some parts of just kind of little yeah. interludes that just are the bare instruments or in this case the bells which are really nice yeah and then like the there's like the horn and strings that come in at the end yeah which is very beautiful yeah i this is um i this is the song i used for my first movie um one of my like first ever films that i made um, so, like, the opening is, like, I, like, literally use the opening until, like, it switches into the second half of the song. So, like, every time I hear it, it's, like, the only thing I think about. But it's still, like, so beautiful. I think it's great. But I'm going to try to play, like, a quick part of the second half if I can. Let me just see if I get through. That was a good, like, example of bells, too, like, mm-hmm. bells. And just kind of, like, the weird little, like, vocal pieces mm-hmm. thrown in there. Like, you don't even... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, its own instrument. Like, it's, like, very falsetto vocals or so. Yeah. Something else cool, sorry, that there I wanted to say about what Tigurath does with their instrumentation. Um, They... So, they, like, use a lot of bells. We talked about that. But they also... um 
They're famous for doing their bowed guitar. So, like, I'm that, reading a little bit about them. I'm yeah. like, so what? They don't really use synthesizers, actually. They use, like, electronic... They use electric guitars, but they bow them, and that's what makes that really cool, like, hummy, but kind of mm. electric sound. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I, were they the first to do that, or is that, is that something that happens? I don't think they're the first to do it, but I think they made it really popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, their signature. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, and, like, yeah, at the time that they did it, it was, like, kind of earth-shattering for them to do it for, like, every single song they wrote, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but um, I, what I also thought was cool about that part that I played was, it sounds like it could be a beginning, right? But it's yeah. five minutes into a song, you know? So it's, like... It's a total a change of tone, or yeah. just, like, a total, like... Or just continuation of it, or new development mm-hmm. in the song. Very interesting. Um... The so, say Glopor. Yeah, I think it's more like Cyglopor. Yeah. Yeah, we know the Romanized version is never accurate. Yeah. Um, which is, well, I think this is, I think they write with these characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I could be wrong. <laughs> I you think I, you right. might know more about it. I Ibola. think you're right, yeah. Um, um, so, the piano intro with this one is very, is, is different. Yeah. Um. And then again, like they kind of have like where you, it starts off like small and light, and then it builds up. And yeah. I feel like it goes into like a full on more like indie rock kind of sound, which is like, or kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, like older Coldplay kind of yeah. songs. Like I feel like I'm thinking of um, Coldplay's song "Yellow," where yeah. it like has a very like heavy ending with lots of guitars. Like I feel like. There's some moments in, like, this song and I think, like, another one that reminded me of, like, that very, like, classic, like, early 2000s indie rock sound. No, it definitely, like, you know, those are their contemporaries, so it's, like, yeah, like, it sounds just like Mm -hmm. that, you know? Um, I mean, they're still doing their own thing, obviously, and, like, they're not following the same typical structures, but it's kind of, like, nice to hear them when they do do something that's more, like, typical sounding. It's kind of, it's, like... Interesting. It's interesting yeah. they throw it in there like as a juxtaposition. Like it's, it's not their crutch. It's like something they play around with. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, they're not relying on it. That's yeah. a good point. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, they also when they they do go like rock, like indie rock, it like they go hard. Like they don't like hold back. You know? Yeah. Um. No, I would love to like hear that live. Yeah. Oh, I never said this. I did see them live. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wait, I was waiting uh, for you to say you saw, literally saw them I, like, in concert. About that. Yeah, no, I actually saw them in concert. They were actually my first concert. Like, wow. Like, rock concert, because I'd been to, like, you know, like, orchestra concerts. Like, I've seen the New York Philharmonic, like, too many times. No, that's not true. You can't see the New York Philharmonic too many times. But, um, that sounds so bougie of me, but it's literally not. Um, but, um, yeah, so... They were, like, my first, like, concert. It's, I was 16. My parents went with me, but it was, like, fun. It was cute, Where did know? they play? What did they play? Where, where did they oh, play? Oh, they played at Radio City Music Hall. Ooh. So, New York City. Wow. Um, yeah, we That's were, like, so cool. in the last row, but it was still amazing, you know. And it really, you know, they're not, like, they're not the kind of concert that it's, like, you know, they have, like, lots of lights flashing. You're, like, they had, like, cool art stuff going on. But it was, like, pretty low-key, like, which was cool. Um, And it's, like, if you know the music and you love their music, like, it's, it's fun to just, like, have that experience. Yeah, I think they make... Also, their kind of music they make, I feel like, is very important to hear it live. To hear it, like, in a surround sound kind of yeah. place. Because it's so, like, all-encompassing. Like, yeah. I don't know. You need it, you need to hear it, like, in a place other than your earbuds, you Exactly, know? yeah. Um, okay, so also just a note that, uh, Cyglopur's translation is loosely lost at sea, which I think is cool. I, All the titles are very, like, very sweet and yeah, kind of, like, poetic, yes, too. Definitely. Number seven is Milano. Milano. Is that, like, Milano as in... Milan, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it basically just is a song about Milan, but I'm not really sure what the lyrics are, so I'm not... Did you say it was the gibberish song? Is that one gibberish? It is. So, it's a Hoplandic song. So it's not about anything. Nice. <laughs> I wonder, like, why they titled it Milano. Me too. 
Maybe that's just like what they felt like when they were yeah. in Milan. Maybe um, they like, or maybe they wanted to go to Milan and they're like, this is what I imagine Milan was <laughs> like. Uh, it's very like kind of power ballad y or yes. like drums and piano. I like it though. It's, yeah. it's pretty too. Like it's got the power ballad, but it's also really pretty. Like, yeah. Pretty yeah. It's, I think it's like a little different because it has, I feel like more piano in it than mm-hmm. the normal. It's definitely one that, like, if you want to play for someone who's not prepared to, like, commit to 2005 Icelandic, um, like, dream pop, New indie, age. dream indie, yeah, um, that's, like, one of the ones I would play. Mm-hmm. And then Gong. Gong, um, yeah. Which literally translates to, to Gong, translates to Gong, yeah. Yeah, that this was the one that I thought was in English. That, like I said before, I thought there was like some English words, but I think it was just like me picking up on the different like syllables that I like was piecing together as English it was not. Um, it was just gibberish. You yeah. want to do a little bit of that? Yeah, let's do that. Which they were contemporary, so that like makes sense. Yeah, and I think um, like that the where it picks up to the guitars and everything also reminds me of like an indie rock kind of sound yeah. from the early two thousands. That song also is very yeah. like familiar to me. Yeah, I mean it's like the contemporary their contemporaries are like, uh, sorry, Radiohead, Coldplay, like you talked about, like especially early Coldplay, like yeah, um, you're not Coldplay now necessarily, not like pop. Music Coldplay, but like indie rock Coldplay, yeah. like definitely bands like that. Like there's like an overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, I also that song like really goes hard at the end. Yeah, it, like it's very rock and roll. You know. Yeah, I would love to hear that live. Like, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh, and also that has a really cool transition into Andvari, which is the next um, track, which means Zephyr. Um, which is like mythological creature, right? Interesting. I don't know what that is. Zephyr? I don't know. I feel like my dad's gonna listen to this and be like, I don't know how you pronounce it. Sorry. I'm sure the Icelandic listeners are like hitting their head on the table. Like, why do they yeah. keep pronouncing everything so horribly? Our Icelandic listeners that exist yeah. in another dimension. <laughs> oh. It's Oh, no. Uh, Zephyr is a soft, gentle breeze. Um, or it's Zephyros is god of the wind. Okay. It's also a very light article of clothing. I'm so confused. Oh, it means west wind. So, like, I, I don't know. That's what Zephyr means. But anyways, Anbari, um, this, it has, like, this really painstakingly beautiful ending where it repeats this one motif like this one musical phrase over and over again and it's just like a string quartet but like the way it does it and like the way the string the string quartet is clearly very skilled and the way they like use dynamics is it's like heartbreaking like i remember like a long time ago like playing it for my brother and me like you had to listen to this and we literally just sat there and we'll just like teared up while listening to it because it just has that effect you know it's mm-hmm. so beautiful and like it's almost like the way that it repeats over and over again just like really like hits you over the head like you are, are like you need to cry now <laughs> like literally um, the theme of this album i know <laughs> um the thing is is that i kind of want to play that but i also like uh Spoke a lot. Like, I kind of want to play that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't have any notes on that one, so if you want to, it's... Okay. How are you doing? Um, I'm just going to do the end of this, because it's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and then we'll just wrap up. Okay, here's the end of Anvari.
That was like already like a minute. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. That just got very intense for right? a moment. Um, it does, and it literally that do do and then do do with like the different like um that literally repeats like ten times like after what I just played like it's wild, but like you can feel how mm-hmm. like just the change between um which chord they're playing, but like with the same general notes like it, it makes such a like impact oh, right it's you there <sighs> so that's Anvari mm-hmm. and then Spoke Lot is so quietly um it's also really pretty and it kind of goes higher a little bit like mm-hmm. it gets a little rocky rock and rolly um and then Heisau 10 just means the haystack very like kind of anticlimactic like yeah I thought it was interesting that like this was like one of their most stripped down yeah. songs in the whole album that they're finishing with um, but it also kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I think it was an like interesting choice, like very minimal song. Yeah. Um, and even the ending is super like kind of like leaves you hanging for yeah. a moment. You're like, oh, like what's gonna like it doesn't it kind of leaves you like more to come in yeah. a way. Um, yeah, which is funny because so many of the other songs are like so dynamic that it's funny that this one like is very bare bones. Yeah, and like you're kind of like you feel like you're missing something, but not in a bad way. It's more yeah. just like you're like yearning. Yeah. For something. I also just realized we never talked about uh, Cyglopher or Happy Polo's music videos, but right. we're, like, getting to, like, a pretty, we're getting to, like, the 51-minute mark. Yeah. And um, we could talk in general, like, yeah, a lot of the music videos are very, like... Well, give me your spark notes of Cyglopher. Cyglopher. Uh, didn't watch that one. Oh, <sighs> Underwater... Um, there's a boy with long hair we love. They're, like, big supporters of boys with long <laughs> hair. Um, and he, like, it's, my favorite part is that they use, like, the very, like, 30s, like, 20s, 30s, like, film, like, old film, um, like, the vignette thing where it's, mm-hmm. like, it's underwater, so they make it, like, a vignette, so you can only see, like, part of what's happening underwater. It's cool. Um, and then the boy, like, gets stuck, and then it's, like, this fisherman saves him, but then it ends up being his mom. It's it's interesting, but it's also just very a lot of like being underwater. I mean, a lot of it is like water. All of their videos are like outdoors. Yeah, I mean that's like a big part of I yeah, guess yeah. living in Iceland. Um, the Hobby Fuller music video is just like the most fall themed thing you could dream of. It's perfect. I know. Um, leaves and then cute like, little like Icelandic sweaters. old people yeah. running around. But you know what? It's cool. So you know how this the album kind of has like this childlike theme to it. They're old people acting like children. Yeah, so they're like kind of playing pranks on people, mm-hmm. and they're jumping in puddles, which is the mm-hmm. the title is called "Hopping in Puddles." Yeah, and Yanti's in the music video. Um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he's like literally for like a second. He's the guy in the mart at like the cash register, and I think they like steal something from the mart, and he's like, "Well, what?" But he's just like in it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, Yanti!" Um, but yeah, I mean, they definitely speak to like the childlike innocence of the yeah whole album it also has a warm tone color palette which the other two don't which i think is interesting it's also like that fits hobby polo really well and i feel yeah, like i think it's, it's generally a warm song yeah. like it's very like intense and emotional i don't think it, it's like super sad yeah and it's intense and emotional in like a very warm way yeah like you're like, like kind of like overjoyed yeah. like yay <laughs> um Okay. Yay. So, tell me what you wearing. So, I decided to wear this olivey, like, brownish green colored. Just kind of like the perfect color, honestly. Yeah, it's such like a weirdly muted green um, cable knit sweater. I would have just gone with, like, tan. But tan? I can see the green now that you It looks it. green to me. I don't mm. know why. Um, and I just felt like, you know... We're talking about like a lot of their music videos, like they're the people are wearing like heavy sweaters and it's Iceland. Ice Iceland, <laughs> like of course. Like when I went I I brought like a bunch of sweaters. Layering is important. Uh, and then I'm just wearing these like baggy light wash jeans. Mm. Um they're kinda like I don't know. I think if I had like plaid or something or like that might be better. But they work though. They got like the, yeah. the worker men's vibe, which I feel like like, the fisherman vibe, which I, this, like, Icelandic people have that kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, people in Ireland, like, have that fashion, too. I'm kind of, like, obsessed with it. I think it's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Very, like, yeah, like, fisherman look. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
And then I don't have the proper shoes. If I had the proper shoes, I would have worn like boots or something. Mm. But I only have like my Fila white sneakers. You're gonna need boots soon, huh? You know, I have to buy some. Yeah. So we'll see. And then, of course, amazing jewelry. Oh, my little. I like the stars. I think you have like a good. Oh, thank you. I mean, this wasn't a part of the look, but I just have it anywhere. Oh, I thought the star was like a cute addition to like. The mysticism. Ooh, okay, yeah. that could be sure. That's why I wore uh-huh. it. <laughs> so what are you wearing? Okay, so I put like I like had ten minutes to do this and put like a decent amount of thought into it. So I like, I'm impressed. Like this is a thank you. really good outfit. But I also like what I remember that is I actually like did my makeup specifically for this. So like I was wearing eyeliner and I like took it off and then I like drew some like you can't you can see them but I made them very faint. I did like some extra freckles on my face, um, just to like make because. Are the kids in the first in uh, Glow Sally's music video like had very like they just look like themselves, but I wanted to like try to imitate that kind of. Um, and then for my outfit, I'm wearing this very fisherman vibe um, shirt that is like it's actually ready to wear that I found at a thrift shop, and I did Ooh. not know it was ready to wear until what does I got that mean? it. It means it's like a designer label. But it's like just it's not like a big designer because it wasn't that expensive. But it was just like um, very cute. Yeah, I so. love the silver buttons. Right? They have like cute. It's kind of military. It's yeah, too. But I think the the plaid and like the toned down colors makes it not feel super military esque. Um, and it's got like just like an interesting cut too. It's like kind of a turtleneck. Yeah, um, it's a very interesting structured yeah. shirt. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and then. A long-ish denim skirt. Not my longest denim skirt, but a long denim skirt. Um, it feels. It felt very like this is a last-second change. It feels very 2005, which I think you know. This, yeah. That's when this album came out, so like mm-hmm. that's why I wore it. And then Argyle socks and Mary Jane, but they're Doc Martin Mary Jane, so they've got a little so cute. Them. I you. love the the sock and shoe combination. Yeah, one of the old ladies had that, so I copied her. In Hubby Fola. And then I have my knit hat and a ginormous raincoat. So. The raincoat really works. Yeah. I might not wear it for all the photos just because it's so big. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cute. Well, thanks for letting us take up your the past hour. Mm-hmm. Um, with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. I'm Antonella. I'm Emma. This has been More Than Meets the Eye. We love you guys as always. Bye-bye. Bye. How do I end my love? How do I end my love?